You are listening to Radio Ramadan 365 Podcasts. Welcome to Discourse 24 with Sajjad Ayyub and Sheikh Ibrahim Skaterman. Repentance and courtesy. Why do we say that repentance or tawbah of the transgressor is so pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So, um, Sajjad Sahib, somebody who does no wrong um, is, um, is, uh, is, is perfect. They have, um, they are capable. They are, um, they are uh, functional. Now, why are we here? He brought us into existence in order to both witness and bear witness to the fact that he is the capable. He is the functional. He's the significant. Now, how can we affirm that he's the one who's the significant, the functional and the capable, if we say, no, 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 but I am. So a condition for us to be able to bear witness to the superlativeness, the, 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 the extent, the, the magnified nature of his capacity, of his magnanimity, of his, uh, his, his, his intelligence is precisely that we recognize that we, we, we are looking at it from a smaller place. Hmm. Uh, and not such a significant place. I mean, an insignificant place, rather. You know, and so my incapacity, my foolishness, my brokenness, my uh, my um, uh, my clumsiness is a condition that re- is a required condition for me to play my role, which is to be the one who bears wit- witnesses. He's he's the 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 um, the magnified nature of his of his being and also bears witness to that magnified nature so so um, he doesn't require of me perfection because then i can't do that thing if i'm claiming to be the perfect one you know it is more pleasing to him that i affirm my imperfection and so one, you must have heard this account of uh, people, you know, Persian carpet weavers. They deliberately put a flaw in the carpet. I mean, there's some, in some level, there's a cheat in that. It's like, I'll make a perfect flaw. Do you know what I mean? I mean, there's like, no, no, the flaw is precise enough. You've been capable of making the flaw. The flaw is a demonstration of incapability. Anyhow, I mean, that's a different matter. But, but that, 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 um, that, it does still point to the the, the core re- issue, and that is that your 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 imperfection is is his is the platform that whereby he gets witnessed. It's not opposite to it; it is part of the story. 
And is it our brokenness that we find the secret of who we are? And what, what do you mean by this? If, you, if you've met somebody who is very successful and they ascribe their success to their ingenuity, you'll also know that you're dealing with somebody who's insufferably arrogant. Hmm. And one always wants to uh, remind people, like you say, you know, I did this and I did that. They say, well, actually, no, it wasn't quite like that. I mean, you know, you know, you, you did, you've been privileged in ways that you can't even begin to recognize that have put you in the position to achieve what you've achieved. Stop arrogating your success to yourself. Mm. You know, I mean, the the uh, that actually all of our success, if we're honest with ourselves, all of our success is a boon and a gift. What we only ever contribute is incapacity. What we contribute is our brokenness. You know, it is it is it is um, uh, he he has made us imperfect. He's made and what do I mean by imperfect? He's made us incapable of actually being able to manage the affair so that he can demonstrate to us that the affair is managed in ways, in, in, in an absolutely extraordinary way, and thereby we can be amazed and worship, amazed at him and worshipful of him. Hmm. If we were completely capable and not at all broken, and we could ascribe the working of the affair purely to our ingenuity, I mean, not only is that untrue, but that would then mean that the uh, the reason for us to be here, which is to be worshipped, is nullified. So, I mean, why would we worship for? Can't you see? I'm the clever one here. I'm the amazing one. Look, how fantastically, I'm in charge. Look at the amazing business I run. Look at this incredible success, all due to me, my amazing intelligence, and you know. Um, when you do recognize things as they are, you think about, you know, there's so many things that could have gone wrong. Mm. We're talking about, I have what I have because of things withheld. Mm. That, that honestly, were this not for the grace of Allah, I wouldn't have this. There's so many things that were stacked in my favor that went right. That, you know, just the right opportunity at the right time, the right person coming to the, if it wasn't for the favor of Allah, I wouldn't have what I have, you know. So the profession of um, Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim, you know, the, the one who withholds the catastrophe mm. and the one who grants the boon, the two mercies, by what he withholds and what he, what he grants. If I don't recognize that I only have what I have, because of those two things, then um, uh, uh, I'm not seeing, seeing the thing as it is. Those two things point out that my, my incapacity, my brokenness, it doesn't point out my function. I mean, I know myself, you, you can trust me to manage my way out of a paper bag. I mean, the only reason why things go right is because things consistently fall in my favor that I can't account for. 
Should we be scared of success? You should be very nervous of success. Or our interpretation of what success is. Uh, you know, Allah says so in Quran. When the help of Allah comes in the openings, you know, um, the, the, be careful that you don't start arrogating this to yourself. Stay humble. Stay worshipful. So he warns us in Quran. He tells us that this is mischief we're going to get up to. Mm. Um, uh, because, and, and we do. Uh, uh, so, so um, you see that when you are, when you let off the hook, when you're in a point of extremity, mm. that sense of relief, that's heartfelt. Yeah. yeah, Alhamdulillah. You know, the catastrophe with hell. Alhamdulillah, the boon, the, the, the boon granted when it was absolutely, when it was life depending. You know, it was, you know, that that sense of relief, that is, that's a human being at your best place because then you are acting on the basis of your the first charge to you, which is to be the one who affirms him, you know. Um, uh, the problem is when you succeed, uh, you start saying, uh, well, look at how clever I've been. So it's far easier to be on the proper station of being human when things are challenging, when things aren't going right, when you're on your masala tahajjud, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, begging for mercy, begging for the boon, because it's absolutely critical that this thing happens now you know that it's but but uh, if you know why should you be begging if it's all working got a fat back account i got fat kids in the car i've got a nice car i've got a trophy wife trophy this trophy that i you know, trophy holidays you know i mean why ask i'm self-sufficient can't you see so one was we are far more challenged inwardly. We're far more challenged by success than we are by failure. We're far more challenged by good fortune than we are by bad fortune. We can trust ourselves better when things are going. When you're on this path, you're in safer, you're in safer waters when things are going hard. And why would you say that is then? Because our, our way of thinking is that success is, as you said, you have the, the trophy wife, the children, the car, the mm. holidays, the businesses that work out. We have all these wonderful things. Why should we strive for that? That, you know, the pain to go through that? It's not, it's not striving for the pain. It's striving for the insight that the pain gives you. And that is that you are not self-sufficient. Mm. You know, um, you uh, you are dependent. You always remain the supplicant. Um, um, I mean, who's likely to remember that he's he's the one who's needy, the beggar or the man who's giving the alms? Yeah, uh, the, the, you know, the, the beggar. It's obvious. It's clear. I'm, I'm, look, I'm broken. My, I've got holes in my shoes. Please help. You know, that's clear. No PhD required there. But the guy who's getting into um, an SUV with a 
pocket full of cash and a bank balance and a, and a house and a this and a that. You know, that's not that easy for him to remember that right now you are dependent. Right now, as you stand here, you are vulnerable. You know, you are, you, you are, you are only here because of, of favors that have been granted to you that you can't even begin to describe. You know, that he, you affirmed before and this time that he was your Rabb. You've now forgotten. You think you're your own Rabb. You think you're the custodian of your affair. Mm. You made an interesting comparison of Takbir, like a soldier surrendering in a battle. Hmm. Hmm. Well, so <clears throat> I suppose the antonym of the of the phrase Allahu Akbar would be I'm the greatest. Hmm. You know. Uh, because what's the what's the opposite of uh, of um, of, uh, of other? I mean, he encapsulates other. He's outwardly manifest, so he's his otherness in the first instance. So the opposite of saying that is the greatest, I'm saying I'm greatest. No. Not Sajada's greatest, or you know the you know this is, I'm greatest because I'm on the on the counterpole to that. Um, <clears throat> When you, when you, uh, when you, uh, therefore, when you make a takbir uh, and you throwing up your hands, it's a mm. suggestion of surrender. It really is a suggestion of surrender. It's a, it's a gesture of surrender, and that gesture of surrender is exactly the status that you should be occupying as a human being. I'm, I, I, I give up. I'm not in charge. I can't make this thing work. You're the boss. You make it work. You know, I mean, it's kind of, uh, I give up, I give up. Uh, and so when we're genuinely at the point of giving up, we're genuinely at the point where we can truly then see how he takes over and how he makes our lives work. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm absolutely convinced that when your takbir, when your, your expression of surrender is sincere, the whole universe is to give you a miracle. It has to be like that. Because I've been designed to witness the miraculous. You know, and it's not miraculous in abstract, it's miraculous in terms of what I require. This 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 position, this time, this place, this thing that I'm experiencing, you know. I'm stuck in a hole. I need a, I need to be saved miraculously. You know. Well then take your hands off the steering wheel and you'll see the miracle. And give up. Surrender. So, so if, if you if you genuinely in the state of surrender, you are you will see a miracle. If you aren't seeing a miracle, the obvious implication is you're not genuinely in the state of surrender. You're still trying to manage the affair yourself. Mm. And you know what's really amazing? What's really amazing? Mm. That sometimes we surrender as a method to manage the affair. This is kind of what we spoke to about before. We make a bargain with the Rabbi. So you say, you know, I'll fast for a month, but then you must give me this boon. You know, kind of, uh, 
and, and so yes, yes, yes. You know, I, I, I stand in front of the mirror and really practice what I should look like when I'm doing this. You see, they're kind of like, so it'll work. I'm doing it to make it work. I'm not doing it to see that he's amazing. I like uh, this rather than do this. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Get it right. Get get the position right. Ask yeah, correctly, and exactly. then you shall receive. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, no, no. So. So that's um, that's still those are all subsets of managing the affair, and dare I say, even managing the affair for Akhirah is managing the affair. Mm. You know, oh, all right. Well, I'll I'll have the sackcloth and ashes now, but you you better give me the hoodies and the the wine uh, in the hereafter, because otherwise I'm going to have it now. <laughs> it reminds me of the the last ten days of Ramadan, you know, mm. Laylatul Qadr, people mm. trying to predict when it is. And how yeah. important it is, and everyone is like, right, it's mm -hmm. month, you know, we mm -hmm. have to get it right. Otherwise, mm -hmm. this, this is how much reward we get. This is how much boon we get. Mm -hmm. We keep asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, had a, I saw something this morning on, uh, uh, on one of the WhatsApp groups that I'm party to. Mm -hmm. uh, I forget the name of the. Um, of the sheikh or the alim who was being asked, but the student asks him. The student says, it's the last 10 days of Ramadan, I'm writing a major exam immediately afterwards. Mm. You know, um, uh, uh, but, um, and I'm finding it really difficult to study. And, you know, can I have a dispensation for this? You know, can I somehow? So this man sitting there, this kind of, you know, impec impeccably dressed uh, alim says, um, no, no, you're perfectly welcome not to fast. You're also perfectly welcome to go to hell. I mean, you talk about conditional, talk about contractual, you know? Mm. I mean, you, you know, you'll, you'll burn in hell before, you know, I mean, this, yeah, I, I mean, I just, uh, how's that going to be helpful to this young man? I'm not suggesting you shouldn't fast, but. I mean, you know, you're sort of marching, you know, Iblis and his uh, his uh, his minions through the door. As soon as the guy the guy looks like he's kind of wavering in his resolve, I I just think that's a that's a cheap trick. I mean, that's just a mean trick. Mm -hmm. you know? The fact of the matter is, there's no bargain to be had. Yeah. And then, in fact, if you, I'm sure, your Rabbi will forgive you. Mm -hmm. And you know whatever the circle, you know, if, uh, you know, really, uh, was not being being asked of you is to become this, this kind of superhuman. Do you think that there's there's <clears throat> there's a pressure on being like that, especially during Ramadan, mm. to be this superhuman? Because I've shared it with many people that I that I talk to, and and I share that I'm fasting, and this is what. Oh my God! How do you do that? How do you go without? Water. Mm. How do you go without food? Mm. You know, and that's a, like running a marathon. You don't run the marathon if you've never trained for it. You would never run it the next day. No, I think to, that's correct. You have I to think build that's up. Correct. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not suggesting one shouldn't obviously do these uh, these practices. I mean, obviously one should. Mm. It's it's more the kind of the um, the the conditional. You know, I mean you. The conditional intent that we build into it. I mean, I'm doing this, you know, for for the for the for the reward for the the you know, 
rather than I'm as you're describing, I'm I'm doing it because I really learn about myself when I do this. Yeah, and I, mean, I, I, I I actually share that I don't do it for religious reasons. I'm actually doing it for health reasons. Mm-hmm. That, <clears throat> that when you when you fast for twenty days with a, a dry fast, no water, no no food for twenty days. Uh, that puts cancer at bay for a year. Oh, so, wow. so this is an inner way that the body, I mean, this is like the, the boon you're getting from mm. keeping the fast. Mm. It's preserving your life. It's extending mm. your life. Mm-hmm. That's the purpose of it. Not to show and demonstrate that you're superhuman or that, hey, look at me, I can do this. And uh, No, it's, it comes from that, you know, the courtesy and that re- repentance of oneself. It comes beautifully back into this discourse. Mm-hmm. Now, you also talked about inner toba and outer courtesy. Please tell us more about how this looks. This is this is kind of a refraction of this this uh, recognizing that I'm mm. that my unworthiness and incapacity is actually part of the uh, uh, it's, it's part of the magic. I mean, I mean, so so. Let's assume I don't think that I'm. I there's that. Let's assume that. So, so if I'm if I'm making toba, it mm. suggests that I recognize that at some level I'm not making the mark. I, I'm I'm less. I'm not quite there. You know. And uh, um, let's assume I don't do that. Then um, uh, I'm saying I am making the mark. You know. I'm the bee's knee. Look at me. I'm I'm a success. I'm the grand mafia of Odessa. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, you know, you know, I made it all work. That's me. Yeah. So so now um, we've been made to grant significance to and to witness the significance of the other. Mm. When you claim significance, you when you're claiming capability, you are you're owning significance. Mm. Surely, Sajjad Sahib, all courtesy is about affirming the significance of the other and by definition, not making the significance of the self the issue. Mm. Right? I call you by the honorific. I don't insist you call me by the honorific. Mm. I open the door for you. I put your shoes straight when you come out of the majlis or the masjid. I... You know, in every instance, every time I behave in a courteous way, I'm restraining myself in order to grant significance to the other. That's what courtesy means. Courtesy is basically the behavioral uh, living out of this idea that the self isn't there to be significant. The self is there to grant significance to the other. That capacity to disavow my significance and grant significance to the others, then also toba. Because at the moment I say I'm not the significant one, I'm also saying I'm not the capable one. I'm not the perfect one. I'm the flawed one. So when I recognize my flaw, that's something that needs to be covered, something that needs to be excused. And it's precisely that that makes gives me gives me a sincere platform to stand on when I'm granting you significance. 
So I don't think that any, any, any other, any profession of courtesy mm. is possible without this inner state of admitting, at least to myself, my flawed nature. Interesting. Because we're always trying to portray that you try to do things perfectly. And you, mm. you outwardly try to do this. And we and then we get upset that we 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 um, we feel crucified by public opinion, and yeah. we keep on being pulled from political first by other people's views of us, you know. And that the tyranny that we suffer. I mean, you if you you if you're wanting to be seen to be good. Mm. This is, I mean, you get crucified every day a thousand times. And it's by the rule that we indicated before, if I want something from you, your ability to withhold what I want gives you power over me. In other by words, the way, I'm, I'm, I'm going to send this to you once we've done with the uh, discord. Uh, gonna... <laughs> but if I, want, if I want you to like me, if I want significance from you, not only do you have power over me, but I want something I can never have control over. Mm. So when we build our lives on the basis of wanting to be seen to be good people, I mean, you're on a hiding to hell that you are going to be crucified a thousand times a day. Because all that somebody needs to do is just a glint in the eye, really a little bit of skepticism, and you are hopping on coals. Mm. Why does Allah expect of us in a given situation? And why do you describe each moment as like being an exam? So... We, um, <clears throat> you can't engage the next chapter of this adventure that you're on until you've finished the one that you're in now. Hmm. And what gets you stuck is when you engage the situation that you're in on the basis of what you wanted, on your prejudices, because based on what we just said right now, if you want something from the other, their ability to withhold what you want makes them strong and you weak. You're the victim, you stagnate because the situation becomes bigger than you. The situation defines you. Oh. You know, how do I grow? I shift my intent from what I want to get to, I can give, I rise above the thing that's in front of me and I change and I transcend, you know, and that's when I grow. I grow when I when I forego my prejudice. I go when I I grow when I when I change. So uh, uh, in that sense, this moment that's in front of me is an exam. I fail the exam and I answer the question based on what I want to get. I pass the exam and move forward to the next epoch of my life when I answer the exam on the basis of what Allah wants from me. Subhanallah. Jazakallah khair. Sheikh Saab, thank you. Thanks. Listeners, you are listening to Millennium Discourses. We will be back tomorrow with another topic. We would like to thank Etzko Skatema. Till tomorrow, Allah Hafiz from us all.